Everybody get ready. A pre-patch event has been confirmed for Rise of Iron. Tons of new information, incredible stuff like Silver Dust. You don't want to miss out on today's show. Listening to Destiny the Show. What's up, everybody, and welcome to DTS 113. Today's show is so news packed, incredible Rise of Iron information. So much is looking great. Joining me, as always, is my awesome co host, Diddy. What's up, dude? And what'd you do in Destiny this last week? What was your favorite thing? Oh, man. It's it's going awesome. Today, this week was awesome. Favorite thing in Destiny this past week. I actually have two ones real quick. I got my last calcified fragment finally. Did Golgoroth Hi. challenge mode. I only have Oryx hard mode left. And then um, I was helping a, a new member to our new listener to our show and a new member of our Discord um, complete the um, what's it called? The sleeper simulant. Oh my gosh. Uh, quest. And we were on the Warsat part. <laughs> We went to Mars. We did three eliminate the targets in a row on Mars oh, wow. instead of yeah. any war sets. And that took like 45 minutes. And I just said, <laughs> I think I'm going to go to bed, but that's what you need to keep doing. And that's the worst part of the quest. But he he appreciated all the work. Like those codes you have to input for the sleeper simulant, man, it's you would never figure that out by yourself. Thank you, Reddit. Thank you, Reddit, indeed. My favorite moment in Destiny this last week was reaching level 109. I got my artifact weapon. I've completed what? most of the, uh, you know, oh, wait, that's Legion. <laughs> mm, Destiny. 109. De- I, play- I've- I played PvP this last week a little bit, but yes, I've been way deep into Legion. But it-, it all ends this Thursday as we get our new game update. Today's show is so chock full of cool information about Silverdust, how Xur is changing, new strike-specific legendary gear, a Eurogamer interview that talks about SRL and how SRL is going to be bigger than the previous event with activities that aren't even related to Sparrow Racing League. So many things to talk about. Let's dive into it. Alright guys, today is just going to be a bullet point list of all the stuff that dropped this last week between a Game Informer hour-long podcast, a Eurogamer interview, an interview from Wired, tons of PR coming out. First of all, a pre-patch event has been confirmed. When the date of that will go live, we don't know. We do know that this Thursday, September 8th, there is a new game update going live to Destiny. We're probably going to assume that this is a pre-patch event. For some of you players who are new who didn't experience before Dark Below or House of Wolves or even before the Taken King, usually about a week before a new expansion releases, in patrol zones, new things start happening. So like there were the Blades of Crota event. Before Dark Below came out, you would start seeing these guys appear, these hive appear on places like Earth or on the moon. They were on the moon, weren't they, Diddy? Uh, yes, I believe so. And you can actually kill the knight with the Blade of Crota, and you can actually pick it up, get yourself familiar with the new relic that's being introduced in the coming expansion. I think we can anticipate something like the, uh, the axe, the flaming axe, those kinds of things appearing mm-hmm. in patrol. Probably. So September 8th, 
Maybe, but prior to the Taken King, it was confirmed, or prior to Rise of Iron, it was confirmed from DH that we will have a pre-patch event. Also, Sterling Treasure come this Thursday uh, is only going to be dropping from the level 41 Prison of Elders instead of the three routes that you could get it by doing the featured weekly Crucible playlist by doing the, I think it was a Heroic Strike and then the level 41 Prison of Elders. Is that correct? No, 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 no. It wasn't the Heroic Strike. It's pick one up for login, pick one up from the 41 Prison of Elders, pick one up for doing the weekly PvP playlist. Now it's just through the level 41 Prison of Elders and on September 20th, that's going away. Radiant Treasure is replacing Sterling Treasure, and we'll talk about Radiant Treasure a little bit later in today's show. MLG is doing something, too, this week, right, Diddy? Yeah, they are live streaming a mini Destiny tournament, a best of five, uh, with a supremacy supremacy game mode. That's uh, the new game mode launching in Rise of Iron. Basically, kill confirmed. Uh, They drop a little... Don't say it wrong, or you're going to get told on Twitter. Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> Whatever they're called, little they look like engrams. I'm going to call them that. Um, and uh, with the community members, they've already announced the two teams. Triple Rex, part of it, um, and Gooch is in there. And Gooch, yes, exactly. And it's going to be a clash of the titans. Should be pretty cool. And MLG is starting to stake their little claim in the private match arena that we're going to be seeing more and more of during the entire release of Rise of Iron. I'm so excited, dude! Destiny tournaments. This is the beginning. Game Informer dropped an hour-long podcast. We're going to give you the highlights. There's a shout-out over to Matty Misfit for getting his question answered. What was it? It was early in the program, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like the third or fourth question. He asked, so as a, as a player of Destiny who hasn't played since the Taken King launch, what are the top three things that, I'm, that I should be excited for? And they just, they, they just raved about the new Archon's Forge, the new gear, all that kind of stuff, and the new raid, obviously. Um, so... Really awesome to see that that name pop up again after he helped us with uh, the Google Play stuff the other week. Awesome. Very good. So Radiant Treasure we talked about earlier. It's a new reward package that contains ornaments. Ornaments are a way to customize your guns and armor with unique visual looks and effects. They are only cosmetic. Radiant Treasure will only drop one time a week, and it's from completing one strike in the SIVA Crisis Heroic Strike playlist. This is the new Heroic Strike playlist. We got to actually see like the recommended light level placker for it, and it is a recommended light level of 350. Kind of interesting, right, Diddy? Yeah, exactly. Last week we were talking about what we thought the light level for the raid was going to be, and I said something on the lower end of 360 to 365, but now with this Heroic Strike coming out on 350, that means Nightfall is going to be around 360, 365, and then obviously the raid is going to be a little bit higher than that, so I'm definitely in the 370, 375 boat now, and then Mm. with the the light level cap being the 385, and then with hard mode coming out a little bit later, it's going to go up to 400. So uh, I'm on that same boat. 370, 375, I think the raid uh, recommended light is going to be there. Very good. Back to Radiant Treasures. This is my favorite thing about this new uh, package or reward. If you get duplicate items, you can dismantle these duplicate Radiant Treasure rewards and receive a new currency called Silver Dust. This Silver Dust can be used to purchase items over at Tess, so new ornaments, right? Like a new gold and white Galar Wing that we got to see. Not to be mistaken with the pre-order Galar Wing, the iron one, the black one that looks really cool. So Silver Dust can be used to purchase also a new kind of artifact from Tess called Lens Artifacts. These are things when equipped that will give your screen like a sepia tone or a blue tint, something pretty cool for machinima people who don't want to use editing effects in post-production to add that. Overall, what a cool idea, right, Mm Diddy? So if I get the same ornament over and over again from Radiant Treasure, dismantle it, 
I can have silver dust, this new currency, to either purchase items over at Tess. These are all visual items. These are not in-game performance-boosting items. Uh, Zer also is accepting this too, right? Yeah, he is. He will sell ornaments for silver dust. And for silver dust, I think since you know Tess Everest is going to have this, it's going to be silver and silver dust. And since silver dust is acquirable through the game, obviously it's going to be like, okay, this thing through Tess that does silver dust is going to be 2,000 silver dust as opposed to 200 silver. So very obviously going to be some distinction between the real world currency and the in-game currency there. That's right. So you can only get one Radiant Treasure Box a week from completing a SIVA Crisis Heroic Strike in that playlist. Tess will sell Radiant Treasures for real money. It'll probably be 200 silver. Mm -hmm. I think that, that makes a lot of sense. We know that Three of Coins is going to remain the same moving forward. So if you guys have a big stockpile of it or you don't have enough yet, I would definitely buy some right now. It's helpful, especially when you reach the end of the story and you're starting to try and get that light level grind going faster. We were also told there is no cooldown on Three of Coins. There is no back of the scene stuff going on. A lot of us <laughs> have certain feelings towards Three of Coins. We want to know <laughs> what kind of percentage it raises the drop chance, but Bungie is tight-lipped on this one. Did he talk about Crucible wins in private matches? So Crucible wins in private matches will count towards the daily bounties, but not the weekly bounties or the quests. So um, in this Game Informer podcast, they specifically asked about the chaperone quest mm. uh, and how there's a portion of that in PvP. Things like that will not be completable through the private matches, just the, the daily bounties, like get 10 kills with your smoke as a night stalker. And, you know, instead of grinding PvP, you can actually go into a private match with your friends, get that bounty knocked out real quick. Very cool. We also heard that there will be new strike-specific legendary gear, and we're going to recap here the skeleton key system for people who haven't been paying attention. In Rise of Iron, if you're completing the Nightfall or by doing strike playlists, you have a chance to receive at the end something called a skeleton key. You can hold on to these for as long as you want, but at the end of any strike, even if you pick the strike outright individually, you'll have a chance to unlock a chest using that skeleton key, and that chest will have something strike exclusive for that strike within it. So it's this brilliant way, if you're farming for Grasp of Malak, you play a strike playlist over and over again, let's say you get five skeleton keys. The next five times you go through the Omnigal strike, you get the option of opening the chest up at the end for a shot at that Grasp. It's a brilliant idea, right? Yeah, I think that is awesome. They also said new strike-specific loot is gonna be in the game. They're probably not going to tease it before the Rise of Iron launch because they've already released so much new gear and they want us to discover things. Yeah. So that new strike specific gear, I cannot wait to see it. I want to see a sidearm. I'm so pumped on sidearms. You're, that's where you're at right now? <laughs> I'm at fusion rifles and sidearms right now. I love Vupin think, and sidearms are just so good. Do you think that they're going to make sidearms a little bit better in PvP, perhaps with some kind of weapon balance pass? Yeah, I think so. And I they have confirmed, they said in the Game Informer podcast that there will be some weapon balance changes. And in the podcast, they said not at the rise uh, of Iron Launch, but Cosmo um, replied to a thread on the Crucible Playbook uh, uh, Reddit thread and that's, they, he misspoke. There is going to be a weapon tuning change at the launch of Rise of Iron. Rest in peace, Hawksaw. <laughs> Rest in peace. 
That excites me. I'm so ready for a, a new set of popular weapons, some changes to our play style. It's one of my favorites. Since I play mainly PvP, right, outside of um, when new expansions launch, that's my main go-to activity is PvP. I'm ready for a change. I am ready to see Universal Bromote disappear into the sunset, so to speak. <laughs> uh, Archon's Forge, we know, will be dropping max light level gear after this podcast, which was pretty interesting. There is a new quest line for Thorn. Maybe this is a year three kind of quest line, and, and those yes. who already own your year one Thorns and went through that quest line, it doesn't look like that Thorn is the Thorn you're going to be using for this quest line and for the year three light level capable thorn. Yeah, very similar to how they reintroduced some vanilla and Dark Blow and House of Wolves favorites into uh, mm-hmm. the Taken King with the, the April update. They're kind of reintroducing these new weapons and you don't have to reacquire them. Very similar to the Galahorn as well. That has a new quest attached to it uh, as well as the Kvostov they mentioned. Yeah, and the Kvostov quest will be available at launch, the exotic Kvostov quest. The moment Rise of Iron goes live, you're going to be able to hop on in there. And don't I forget, heard... if you have your original Kvostov, you can dismantle it to kickstart that quest. Mm, okay, good point. I don't really care about that exotic Kvostov <laughs> all that much. Sorry, I'll try it, I'll try it. Actually, I am excited about it. I retract my statement there. I spoke too soon. The Vex Mythoclast was asked about not... Coming at Rise of Iron launch, but it is something they are talking about internally, bringing back some of those really iconic, memorable year one weapons. I would love to see the Mythic class come back. Could you imagine Vision of the Confluence? Everybody <laughs> wants a Fatebringer year three, but can't be as powerful, right? Yeah, I would say all of the exotic weapons in the game should yeah. continue throughout Destiny's life cycle because they're exotic, you know? Yeah. In some yeah. way, bring them back in some form, whether it is this new quest line like the Galahorn Thorn and the Kvostov, or just bring it back, make it infusible. I just think those those types of weapons should definitely uh, continue with us. Mm. In a brilliant move, Eva Levante will now be selling Chroma once Rise of Iron goes live. Thank you. I've wanted to complete my full-on armor set with that lime green or hot pink because it's just <laughs> been tiring waiting for the perfect drop for my aesthetic look. Yep, and also, for those of you confused, I'm always confused. Eva Levante is the one who currently sells emblems and shaders and that kind of thing. She's not Tess Everest. A little Grandma different. Eva. <laughs> they keep her in the corner. I feel so bad for her. The sweeping <laughs> robot doesn't get to go over and say hi, man. Hopefully that dude gets some love. I want him to be a strike boss. That would be amazing. <laughs> He's super tall and he sweeps you with his big broom. Come on, Bungie. You know you want to do it. Uh, faction packages, Diddy. This is really cool. How are they working with Rise of Iron? You will now be able to choose what type of gear you want. So when you rank up, you'll have the option of getting a faction weapon, faction armor, or faction chroma set. That is so cool, dude. What what do you think they mean by chroma set? Another set of armor that's chroma capable, kind of like the, the April update stuff? Yeah, I think so, because that gear is a little bit different than the regular faction gear, so they have basically two sets already. Um, they haven't said anything about the shaders, the class or the faction shaders or the faction ships yet. Yeah. Or the class items. I assume class the- items will be bundled in with armor. Yeah. Um, but they haven't said anything about ships or shaders yet. I bet those are just random rewards that get us like tagged on to maybe your armor or your weapon right. package that you choose. So, And when asked about if year two exotic engrams could decrypt into year three light levels, Bungie gave a very <laughs> ambiguous answer saying this one we want players to wait and see. What What is the context for a new player, Diddy, who doesn't understand why this is kind of a big deal and how it was 
used in the April update for some players who hoarded a lot. <laughs> well, for context, originally in Vanilla Destiny, Dark Below, and House of Wolves, whenever they introduced a new expansion, if you acquired engrams prior to the expansion patch, they would only decrypt into the previous expansion's gear. With Taken King, that was not necessarily the case. When Taken King and April Update came out, they said, well, specifically with the April Update, they allowed players to have engrams that had been acquired before that update to be decryptable into um, new gear. And they kind of just emphasized Just exotic the fact, engrams, by the way. Yeah, just exotic engrams. They kind of said, well, that was just kind of an update and before that was kind of like a, an overhaul and that's why you couldn't decrypt it into current gear but since the april update was just kind of like oh kind of a boost and everything yeah we'll leave that in so with rise of iron they're not saying yes or no i think we can kind of make that assumption since it's not really an overhaul we might be able to do it yeah there was a guy who basically filled his entire vault up every last space with exotic <laughs> he hit 335 in the first day it was like within an hour right yeah he just went boom 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 335 from 320 to 335 instantly oh my goodness there's a bird on my wall i'm gonna go get the bird off the wall because he's banging i'll be right back I might have to do that again, but uh, <laughs> uh, do I leave that in? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> You're the editor. Oh my gosh. Uh. <clears throat> Deej did say in an interview that we will see a new in-game event before Rise of Iron. No details given, but it is happening. We've already mentioned that before. There was a video that was also released of a real-life blacksmith that made Saladin's giant axe in real life. So cool, dude. So cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> I YouTube love seeing is those such videos. A sweet medium. Because if you ever play a game and you're like, oh, I really like this character's weapon, and they have that forged stuff, and they actually make it in real life and actually slice the melons open with it. Seeing this forged was so awesome because I love Destiny. And the axe, I mean, it's an axe, it's a giant axe. Have you seen the axe? It's huge. <laughs> It's awesome. <laughs> PAX West is going on right now, and it's raising a stir because we're seeing an emblem show up again that we haven't seen in some time. Diddy, what are the details? The Union of Light emblem uh, was acquirable only at PAX, um, at E3, or right now at PAX, and it was previously available for those that attended E3 in 2014, which was prior to Destiny. And they got the um, the emblem, and it's actually pretty cool. It's kind of like the 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 shield that you would see in the moments of triumph, and it's actually awesome. Yeah, so they're super duper rare. And if you have one, tweet us at Destiny the Show. I want to see it, dude. It's a really cool emblem, mainly because it's rare. The beta emblem. The longer time goes on, the more I'm like, yeah, that's my beta emblem. I'm just there's not an alpha emblem. I'm still kind of salty about that because. I played the alpha, you know? I was one of the first people to set foot in the Cosmodrome on the PlayStation. And I don't have anything to show for it. While we're on the topic of old E3, did you see Joe Statton's tweet this week? And I quote, <laughs> for the record, I did not write either of the I don't have timelines smiley face. Don't I thought I was like, explain ah. why I don't have time to explain. <laughs> Thank you, dude. <laughs> I wonder, did the ReCore trailer have something like that in there? 
maybe it was poking fun at it. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny if it did. I'm interested in ReCore. I like uh, I like the direction the art style is going. So anyway, off topic, bringing it back. Eurogamer interview came out, had some more information. We're going to be able to hear the distant howl of wolves while exploring the Plaguelands. That's right. October's Festival of the Lost will have new masks to collect. And then Sparrow Racing League, the big December event, is going to have unique activities for those who don't want to race their sparrows. They want this event to be something more and bigger than sparrow racing. If you had to play a speculation game, Diddy, what do you think they might be adding? Oh, man. So it's it's kind of hard to imagine because is Sparrow Racing League considered a crucible or a PvE mode? Because... I don't know. I, I kind of feel it's like a crucible mode because it's, you know, player versus player and racing. So this kind of points me in the direction of maybe they're going to add some PVE on top of it. So maybe some type of racing patrol stuff. I have no idea. Do you think that, uh, well, actually, yeah, didn't people do chaperone quest stuff during SRL? Yep. You could equip the last word and just race it. <laughs> <laughs> and complete the quest. <laughs> I don't know. I'm hoping that there's maybe some story stuff going on. I want to see an event that incorporates the raid. I want to see special raid activities and events that, hey, dive into Vault of Glass this weekend only, and we're going to have awesome ornaments for you to earn. That's fantastic. That would be great. Moving along, though, let's talk about the launch time. You tweeted this out. You did something. PSN is saying, what, 2 a.m.? What, what is the time? Yeah, so PlayStation Network has the launch of Rise of Iron at 2 a.m. Eastern Time. And that's basically around the time of reset um, that you would expect. And um, a lot of us were thinking, okay, it's going to be made available later on that day, midday, because that's what they usually do with all their previous expansions. They've launched it just after reset, a couple hours afterwards. This kind of makes me think that the consoles will have it available to download at that time, but it won't be accessible until Bungie says, okay, 10 a.m., flip it on, go have fun with Rise of Iron. Something that I love that Bungie does with their expansions and DLCs is we will get the download for the expansion probably a week before. This September 8th could be the Rise of Iron download itself, and then they turn the content on at launch instead of having you like morning of, oh my gosh, I have to do this blank gigabyte download. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's been so nice because they give you time to get ready and then it's go time. And that's why I don't really believe this 2 a.m. PSN listing it might be available there on the store at quote unquote that time, but it doesn't matter. It only matters when Bungie flips the switch and it goes live, period. Yep. 10 a.m. I'm still saying it's 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time like usual. That's mm -hmm. what I Exactly. Think. I can create your user account for your company, but it's not going to work until I enable it. It's going to be there. It's going to be, yeah. you can see it, but you're not going to be able to have access to it until I say yes. So totally. Rise of Iron is introducing with it new swords. We don't know if they're going to be exotic swords, but please, Bungie, I love the <laughs> exotic swords. And I'd love another long quest line to go after three or four new ones. So pretty please. Ones yes. that when you spin, gives out a wolf cry. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, we're going into Overwatch territory then. <laughs> with Hanzo's ult, about with that uh, wolf <laughs> The wolf skin. skin. Yep. New events were hinted at. Deej said that with Iron Banner moving to Fellwinter's Peak, the back of the tower has been opened up for possible new events. I don't know. I don't think we're seeing any new events prior to 2017, but please, Bungie, PvE events. You know you want to do it. 
you totally know. Archon's Forge, Diddy. Let's talk about the gameplay we saw this week. <laughs> Archon's Forge is awesome. It's it looks way more entertaining than Court of Orcs or Prison of Elders, to be honest. Mm-hmm. There so, are. I'll go for it. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> there's going to be splicers in, um, you know, in patrol and story missions that they they can offer or drop items called Siva offerings, and it's only available after you beat the story. And it's very similar to the runes that you collect to activate the Court of Oryx in the Dreadnought. Mm-hmm. And they're only going to be showing up after story completion, right? You're not going to get splice or drop items. Like, Siva offerings won't even appear until the story's complete. Right. And I was thinking maybe more along the lines of, like, the daily story mission. It, once you complete mm. that, maybe it could be offered there in one of the endgame rewards. Maybe so. The actual activity itself is a five-minute kill-everything-in-the-room type deal. Uh, the timer from the gameplay I saw was five minutes. You have to clear out all the trash mobs and then kill the boss before that time expires. But the really cool thing, what happens when you die, Diddy? <laughs> you go to jail. Mm. <laughs> There's this little cage that overlooks the arena, basically. And if you die, that's where you respawn. And you can only rejoin the fight. They've hinted at this if you complete a certain objective within the five minutes or if you spend a certain amount of consumable items. And it's uh, like a new currency. We don't know what kind of currency this would be. So you actually get to look down at your buddies who are still fighting, kind of cheer them on and be like, bro, go step on that plate so you can get me out of jail, please. I want to come <laughs> back and join the fight. It's a really awesome idea. And especially with the whole um, more people showing up from the patrol to do the activity. I can just see like nine random dudes or ladies showing up to fight this activity. And I just think it's cool. I like the way they're doing this a lot. I almost wish it was a playlist kind of an activity, you know? Yeah, almost. If it was match made, that'd be pretty sweet. There is an Archon's Forge armor set. If you do beat the stuff in the time, you'll have a chance at that new Archon's Forge armor. We also saw a SIVA actuator item and the splicer key item. And we don't really know what either one of them are. The splicer key, however, is used in a console in the Wretched Eye Strike. So my speculation is this is an item that you can get from Archon's Forge, and then you go do the Wretched Eye Strike, input the key at the right place, and it opens up an alternate path. We have heard from the Wretched Eye Strike developers that it will have alternate routes and different ways to play it on different times through. And maybe different us. rewards for those different routes, you know? Think uh, oh, Black yeah. Spindle level. Totally. That would be way cool, man. Armor sets. We've seen, I think, nine of them. More console put out a video this week, and they look amazing. What's your favorite piece so far? As a hunter, what do you think? I like the vest. There's like a sparkly Aladdin vest for one of them. I, I still really like the raid armor because I really want to be a red engram. That's my favorite thing <laughs> that I've ever mentioned on the show. And I just, I just want the face of a red engram. Uh, no, but honestly, I think they all look really great. Uh, I don't think I hate any piece of armor because, one, because it's new and I'm going to like the new and shiny thing. Uh, but two, it's just, man, it's awesome. We finally get new gear and right now I'm not really happy with the way my hunter looks. Uh, I do like the shader, by the way. I completed my raid set and I got the bow and marrow shader. Um so I'm rocking that. But aside from that, I really want the raid armor. It looks good. Hmm. Yeah. I like the way that warlocks are looking again. They remind me a lot more of year one space wizards than the birds of year two. I felt like yeah. warlocks looked very bird-like. I think all the armor in the game looks very nice. So not a whole lot of complaints there. 
that's about it for all of the information that we saw this last week. We're going to be paying very close attention to this Thursday update. Keep an eye on our Twitter over at Destiny the Show. We might be having some streams going live very soon prior to Rise of Iron. But yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up for most of today's show. Any pleasantries or stuff, housekeeping things we need to bring up, Diddy, before we move forward? We should talk about our Discord once again because we're seeing, again, more and more growth. Yeah, we are almost at 700. I said that last week, but now we are so close to 700. I think we can make that uh, that goal this week. Uh, Discord.me slash Destiny the Show. Um, recently, Nightbot has had some... Uh, confusion on whether he wants to be a part of the server or not uh, so that's specifically for our destiny stats channel to check your destiny statistics against other guardians um, that should be resolved by the time this podcast is launched um, other than that i am working on my my secret video project this week as you're listening to this i will have probably already done the bulk of the work or i'm about to um, that's going to be super awesome. You should expect it not this week, uh, but the week after. So one week before Rise of Iron launches, that's my timeline of when I want to release that. And uh, it's going to be awesome. For those players who are returning to the game who don't know how to get max light level, or at least you're not probably going to hit 335 between mm-hmm. now and then, unless you're right. playing very regularly. But let's say you want to get above 320. That's very, very doable if you're somebody who's just coming back. Hop into our Discord and ask in general chat. There's plenty of players who can help help you out. We've given some tips. I mean, almost any activity in Destiny right now, the way the light level system uh, has worked out since the April update, will grant you upgrades to your light levels if you're playing consistently. But just hop in that Discord, man. There's so many comments on my videos of people saying, I wish I could Vault of Glass. I wish I could do Challenge of Elders, but I have no one to play with. And it's just sad to me because it's like, Destiny is a community-driven game, and there are places where other players just like you want to get together and participate in these activities. So, shameless self-promotion done. Where can people find your content, Diddy? More same, shameless self-promotion. <laughs> Twitter.com slash Diddy, D-T-S, D-I-T-T-Y, D-T-S, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. Remember to check out our friends over at DestinyTracker.com. With huge things in the works and the best website on the entire internet for tracking your Destiny stats, these guys have a lot of cool stuff coming for Rise of Iron. Stay ahead of the curve with your stats, but also take a look at population, find out some grimoire stuff, and of course, private matches are around the corner, and they're going to bring with it a whole new era of Destiny PvP. You can find us online, destinytheshow.com, for all the links from today and more. Follow us on Twitter, at destinythashow. Send us a tweet. We love hearing from you guys. It's pretty fantastic. You can follow me, at bbkdragoon, on both YouTube and Twitter, and we'll see you guys next week. Remember, September 8th, Thursday, new update going live. Thanks. Thanks.